Chapter Seven of Glinda of Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Luke Nelson. Glinda of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter Seven, The Magic Isle. Ozma, seeing it was useless to argue with the supreme dictator of the Flatheads, had been considering how best to escape from his power. She realized that his sorcery might be difficult to overcome, but when he threatened to cast Dorothy and her into a bronze prison, she slipped her hand into her bosom and grasped her silver wand. With the other hand she grasped the hand of Dorothy, but these motions were so natural that the Sudic did not notice them. Then, when he turned to meet his four soldiers, Ozma instantly rendered both herself and Dorothy invisible, and swiftly led her companion around the group of flatheads and out of the room. As they reached the entry and descended the stone steps, Ozma whispered, Let us run, dear. We are invisible, so no one will see us. Dorothy understood, and she was a good runner. Ozma had marked the place where the grand stairway that led to the plain was located, so they made directly for it. Some people were in the paths, but these they dodged around. One or two flatheads heard the pattering of footsteps of the girls on the stone pavement, and stopped with bewildered looks to gaze around them, but no one interfered with the invisible fugitives. The Sudic had lost no time in starting the chase. He and his men ran so fast that they might have overtaken the girls before they reached the stairway had not the golden pig suddenly run across their path. The Sudic tripped over the pig and fell flat, and his four men tripped over him and tumbled into a heap. Before they could scramble up and reach the mouth of the passage, it was too late to stop the girls. There was a guard on each side of the stairway, but of course they did not see Ozma and Dorothy as they sped past and descended the steps. Then they had to go up five steps, down another ten, and so on, in the same manner in which they had climbed to the top of the mountain. Ozma lighted their way with her wand, and they kept on without relaxing their speed until they reached the bottom. Then they ran to the right and turned the corner of the invisible wall, just as the Sudic and his followers rushed out of the arched entrance and looked around in an attempt to discover the fugitives. Ozma now knew that they were safe, so she told Dorothy to stop, and both of them sat down on the grass till they could breathe freely and become rested from their mad flight. As for the Sudic, he realized he was foiled and soon turned and climbed his stairs again. He was very angry angry with Ozma and angry with himself, because now that he took time to think, he remembered that he knew very well the art of making people invisible and visible again, and if he had only thought of it in time, he could have used his magic knowledge to make the girls visible and so have captured them easily. However, it was now too late for regrets, and he determined to make preparations at once to march all his forces against the skeezers. "'What shall we do next?' asked Dorothy when they were rested. "'Let us find the lake of the skeezers,' replied Ozma. "'From what that dreadful Sudic said, I imagine the skeezers are good people, 
and worthy of our friendship, and if we go to them, we may help them to defeat the Flatheads. I suppose we can't stop the war now, remarked Dorothy reflectively as they walked toward the row of palm trees. No, the Sudic is determined to fight the skeezers, so all we can do is warn them of their danger and help them as much as possible. Of course you'll punish the Flatheads, said Dorothy. Well, I do not think the Flathead people are as much to blame as our supreme dictator, was the answer. If he is removed from power and his unlawful magic taken from him, the people will probably be good and respect the laws of the land of Oz and live at peace with all their neighbors in the future. I hope so, said Dorothy with a sigh of doubt. The palms were not far from the mountain, and the girls reached them after a brisk walk. The huge trees were set close together in three rows, and had been planted so as to keep people from passing them, but the flatheads had cut a passage through this barrier, and Ozma found the path and led Dorothy to the other side. Beyond the palms they discovered a very beautiful scene. Bordered by a green lawn was a great lake, fully a mile from shore to shore, the waters of which were exquisitely blue and sparkling, with little wavelets breaking its smooth surface where the breezes touched it. In the center of this lake appeared a lovely island, not of great extent, but almost entirely covered by a huge round building with glass walls and high glass dome which glittered brilliantly in the sunshine. Between the glass building and the edge of the island was no grass, flowers, or shrubbery, but only an expanse of highly polished white marble. There were no boats on either shore, and no signs of life could be seen anywhere on the island. Well, said Dorothy, gazing wistfully at the island, we've found the lake of the skeezers and their magic isle, but I guess the skeezers are in that big glass palace, but we can't get at them. End of chapter 7 The Magic Isle This reading by Luke Nelson